it's Harinda here, Holistic Life Coach, helping you to bring peace and balance back into your life. Now what would you say if I told you that I'd been in a full-blown, fierce, raging war with someone in my life for the last several decades? I'm not really an aggressive, confrontational type of person. When it comes to this particular dynamic, I've been ruthless, and I've had to be. So who have I been fighting with these past decades? My inner critic. And by the time I hit 30, I realised that my worst enemy was actually residing in my own head. I'm sure you've heard the term inner critic. In therapy, this concept refers to a sub-personality that exists within ourselves who judges and demeans us. If you pay close attention to your thoughts, you'll soon hear this internal voice. Everyone tends to have one at some point. If left untamed, this voice can turn into a constant stream of negativity one that can drag you down mentally and emotionally. Now perhaps you can relate to some of these common inner critic statements. You're so stupid, you're fat, you're so ugly, there's something wrong with you, no one cares about you, you can't do it, you should give up. Everyone's laughing at you, now who the hell do you think you are? Now one of the most significant steps a person can take towards leading a happier, healthier and more peaceful life is to identify, acknowledge and tame their inner critic. Now here are the seven types of critical inner voices that have been identified by psychologists. It's interesting to point out at this stage that ultimately your inner critic is trying to help you in some weird warped kind of way. I've therefore also included the functions that each type seeks to perform in your life. See if you can recognise any of these voices in your head. So firstly, there's the perfectionist. Now I know this one very, very well. This critic tries to get you to do things perfectly. It sets high standards for the things that you produce and stops you putting your work out into the world. It tries to make sure that you fit in and that you won't be judged, ridiculed or rejected. Then there's the guilt tripper. This critic is stuck in the past. It's unable to forgive you for wrongs that you've committed or people that you've hurt. It's concerned about relationships and holds you to standards of behaviour prescribed by your community, culture and family. It tries to protect you from repeating past mistakes by making sure that you never forget or feel free. We also have the underminer. This critic tries to undermine your self-confidence and self-esteem so that you don't take risks. It makes direct attacks on your self-worth so that you stay small and don't take chances where you run the risk of being hurt or rejected. Now, it's afraid that you'll become too big or too visible and that you won't be able to tolerate judgment or failure. Then there's also the destroyer. Now this critic makes pervasive attacks on your core self-worth. It shames you and makes you feel inherently flawed as though you're not entitled to basic understanding or respect. Now this is one of the most debilitating inner critics to have, and it usually comes from deprivation or trauma in early life. Now it's motivated by a belief that it's safer to simply not exist. Then we have the moulder. This critic tries to get you to fit into a certain mould based on standards held by society, your culture or your family. It wants you to be liked and admired and wants to protect you from being abandoned, shamed or rejected. 
The Mulder fears that the rebel or free spirit within you will act in ways that are unacceptable to others, and consequently it keeps you from being in touch with and expressing your true nature. Then there's the Taskmaster. Now this critic wants you to work hard and be successful. It fears that you're mediocre or lazy, and that you will be judged a failure if it doesn't push you to keep going. Funnily enough, its pushing often activates a procrastinator or rebel self that acts against its harsh dictates. And finally, we have the inner controller. This critic tries to control your impulses, eating, drinking, sexual activity, etc. Its biggest fear is that the indulgent part of you will get completely out of control at any moment. This critic tends to be harsh and shaming in an effort to protect you from yourself. Its motivation is to make you a good person who is accepted and functions well in society. Now back in the day I had a whole committee of these critics plaguing me, the most prominent ones being the perfectionist, and she still rears her ugly little head every now and again, the taskmaster and the moulder. They were constantly undermining me and made my inner life an absolute misery. But then one day, with the help of my first therapist, I suddenly realised what was going on. And enough was enough. I decided to tackle each of them head on and end all this ridiculous suffering. I eventually restored my inner peace and reclaimed my power. My inner world belonged to me and not to this cast of vicious characters. Now, if you can relate to any of what I've said, then you may be interested in the process that I use to this day whenever, now on a rare occasion, I notice one of these voices in my head. Here's what you can do to tame your inner critic. Step one, simply become aware. Begin to actively listen out for the negative soundtrack playing in the backdrop of your life. Notice your thoughts and pay attention to your feelings. They will often alert you to the existence of an activated inner critic. For example, if you're working on something and all of a sudden you start questioning yourself, feel your energy decreasing, get stuck, bored, anxious or tired, recognise that your inner critic is speaking to you. He or she has shown up. Step 2. Listen. Listen to what this harsh side of you is actually saying. What words are being used? What insecurities are being expressed? What are you being warned away from doing? The inner critic's self-talk tends to fall into one of two categories. Bad self and weak self. The bad self is shame-based. Those who struggle with it may feel unloved, flawed, undesirable, inferior, inadequate, deserving of punishment and or incompetent. The weak self, on the other hand, is based on fear and anxiety. This type of self-talk may leave a person feeling dependent on others, unable to support themselves, submissive, unable to express emotions without fearing something bad will happen, vulnerable, worried about loss of control, mistrustful, isolated, deprived or abandoned. Attentively listening to the dialogue going on will give you a clue as to which type of inner critic you're dealing with. Step 3. Empathise. Now we all know that what we resist persists. So instead of pushing the inner critic away, embrace it momentarily by identifying with it. Show it some empathy. After all, it is a part of you. 
And as I said at the start of this podcast, it is trying to help you in some weird way. Now you could do this, for example, by saying, look, I understand you're terrified of getting hurt and feeling rejected. I know you're trying to protect me from these feelings, but... And then quickly move on to step four, challenge. Now express your feelings and challenge the underlying unhealthy beliefs. You can do this by talking directly to your inner critic. In fact, saying stuff out loud actually makes it more effective. For example, you could say, Look, you're not helping me. I don't like it when you talk to me this way. You're stopping me from getting what I want and need. And I'll be okay. I'll be able to cope with whatever happens. I can do it. You'll have to repeat this step again and again until you eventually silence your inner critic. It may take a little bit of time, but you will win if you keep challenging it. You'll also need to continue doing whatever your inner voice was trying to stop you from doing so that it gets the message loud and clear that you're not paying any attention to its advice. Now, if your inner critic is particularly disruptive and acting out, try these simple but effective responses. When it says anything to you, you could simply say back, well, so what? So what if you think that? That doesn't mean it's true. Who cares? You think your judgments mean something to me? Well, they don't. Why not? Why shouldn't I do this? You're telling me that I can't, I won't, I'm not worthy of it. Why not? I'm going to continue doing this anyway because I can. And no matter what you say, I'm just going to keep on going. Can you feel how empowering these responses are? They challenge your inner critic head on. And when we relate to our inner critic in this way, we take away its power and regain our own. Now this process takes a little effort at the start, but once you begin showing your inner critic who's boss and that you really don't care what it's telling you, it will eventually shut up and go away. Now I'm sure you've realised from the descriptions of the different types of inner critic that some issues have their roots deep in your psyche, and in these cases it's advisable to seek support from a trained professional. And if you think it's not worth making the effort to change, then I'd invite you to think again. It is important. As the psychologist and author Catherine Cardinal points out, and I quote, low self-esteem results when the inner critic prevails, unquote. And we all know that low self-esteem is a recipe for a life full of unhappiness, poor health and a lack of well-being. Now we all deserve better than that. Okay, that's it for now. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, Take excellent care of yourself, because we both know that if you don't, no one else will. Bye for now.